0: Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Good morning. And that was Marin Morris driving circles around this town. Reminds me of all the roundabouts I end up going through when I go to different places. And the farm truck was on adventures yesterday. We went. I went down to Fall Creek to do a FFA on the air and talked to some great kids with a a program that's kind of getting a jump start again and getting going. And then I made the adventure down to Big Mike's Meats and picked up some of those beef sticks. Man, those things, I just can't get enough of those. And then I went down to Granton, and I got was lucky enough to interview um, the executive secretary for the Wisconsin FFA alumni, She told me all about how they are supporting the FFAs around the area, and I was super impressed with Cheryl Steinbach and all the connections that the alumni is making to help grow the FFAs. You know, in these last couple years with the pandemic and the shutdown of so many of the programs and the gatherings that they were doing, they are really taking off, and they're really giving the FFA's out there a lot of support, and I love seeing that because that is agriculture, and it helps those kids know that they're supported, and it really brings things around, and And I super appreciate all the work that she is doing and getting that all going. Today, for our farm news, we're going to talk about a conservation bill that passed in the State Senate. And we're going to even learn a little bit more about the soy protein that feeds aquaculture and those catfish down in Mississippi. We're going to go over the dairy cow numbers and the milk production in Wisconsin. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming workforce in the agricultural field with all the retirements and the baby boomers getting a little bit older and they're retiring too. So there's quite a idea that there's going to be a challenge finding enough workers to get the jobs done that need to get done day in and day out. We'll also be talking to Stephanie. Stephanie will be talking to Marcy West. And there's a new website for rural Wisconsin. But up first, we're going to hear a little bit from John Michael Montgomery and Sold. Sold. <laughs>
0: Wax is the Chippewa Valley's home for local country radio and your local country morning show. This is Wax 104.5 FM, WAXX, Eau Claire. Wax 104.5. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: It's 5 o'clock. Let's roll in with our some national news.
2: Testimony has now been heard in the federal trial against three former Minneapolis police officers from an off-duty first responder. Paul Rubidoux reports.
3: The woman also testified at the state's murder trial against Derek Chauvin. She's a Minneapolis firefighter who saw the arrest of George Floyd while off duty. She testified today again and footage was shown of her telling officers to check Floyd's pulse. A paramedic that was off duty near the scene also testified. All four officers involved were CPR certified and questions were asked if they should have begun CPR before an ambulance arrived. The questioning goes into the prosecution's argument that Floyd was legally in the care of the officers when he died. I'm Paul Rubidoux.
2: A Texas man charged in last year's Capitol attack isn't getting out of jail. A judge ruled Stuart Rhodes must stay behind bars until his trial, saying his release could endanger others. She added he's still advocating violence against the government and was planning a much more violent attack in D.C. Rhodes is the leader of the right-wing militia group Oath Keepers. He pleaded not guilty this week and faces 20 years in prison if convicted. Rent prices are continuing to trend upwards across the U.S. Ryan Shook has a story. Cost of rent was roughly 10% higher last year than in the year 2020, growing five times faster than it did over the first year of the pandemic. The news comes per Realtor.com's monthly rental report. December was the sixth straight month of double-digit annual increases with national median rent for a one-bedroom up close to 20% from the previous year. Miami saw the largest hike in rent over the previous year, jumping up almost 50% from where it was the previous year. I'm Brian Shook. And the first execution of the year is set to be carried out later this morning. A 46-year-old Oklahoma inmate will be put to death for killing two hotel workers during a 2001 robbery. He confessed to the crime, saying he needed the money to bail his girlfriend out of jail. The Supreme Court denied an emergency stay. Justices will likely consider another execution in Alabama, which was also supposed to happen today, but got put on hold by a different court. I'm Mark Mayfield.
1: And that's a little bit of our national news. Let's take a look at some temperatures around the area, and then we'll go over the weather. In Eau Claire, it's 25, but on my way up, it was freezing drizzle on my windshield, and the real feel is 17 degrees. Medford, 16, Rice Lake is 28, Wausau's 19, Green Bay is 16, Marshfield's 20, La Crosse is 23, Madison's 18, and Milwaukee is 20. A little bit different, mm, what do we say, about a 40 degree difference from yesterday's morning? And our weather, today we're supposed to get up to 27 with a low of 11 below, and it's going to be partly cloudy. Tomorrow, our high is 11, low of my negative 2. Saturday, we're going to, it still says it's supposed to be partly cloudy, but we're supposed to get up to 25 with a low of 12. Sunday, 21, low of 14. Monday, we're going to have a heat wave, and we're supposed to get up to 33 degrees with a low of 26. I believe Tuesday is supposed to look about the same. That's going to thaw out some waterers for me and get everything going. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Let Markwart do the cleaning for you. Markwart Motors is offering an auto detailing package. Ninety-nine dollars for an interior or exterior detail, or one hundred eighty-nine dollars for both. Call them or book your apport- appointment on markwortmotors.com. So that's a little look at our weather, and I have a little bit of a treat here for you. We're going to hear from Alice in Dairyland, and she about a special Valentine's Day project that she has, and she's promoting the next new Alice in Dairyland. That's up next. We have a special treat today. I'm talking to Julia Nunes. She's a local celebrity from Chippewa County. She is our current Alice in Dairyland. And she has a special project that's coming up very shortly. We're approaching Valentine's Day. It's the season of love. And how do you plan to show others that you care about them?
4: We're having me on with you this morning. I am so excited to share the project I've been working on with the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Their cheese is my love language campaign. So this year, as you mentioned, approaching Valentine's Day, they are sending out 500 boxes of cheese to people who nominate someone in their life who they think should receive some Wisconsin cheese. So this is the cheese is my love language promotion, and the 500 heart shaped boxes. And in the boxes is three Wisconsin cheeses and a heart shaped wooden cutting board. So this is a great opportunity to share your love with someone and share our love here, in Wisconsin, for our award winning cheeses.
1: Are you a cheese lover? That's a loaded oh question, my gosh. isn't it? <laughs>
4: a cheese lover i can't get enough of it and i just love this campaign because we do cheese best here in wisconsin we win more cheese awards than any other state or country and this opportunity to send someone a box of cheese is a great way to share some of wisconsin's award-winning cheeses and it's, it's a perfect opportunity to maybe send it to someone out of state just to tell someone hey i was thinking about you i nominated you for one of the boxes of cheese from the dairy farmers of wisconsin and you can nominate anyone you want. There's no purchase necessary, so it's completely free. And you can learn more about how to nominate someone at their website, wisconsincheese.com slash love language. And the one thing I love to tell people is that there is a grand prize. I would say winning one of the boxes is kind of like winning the lottery. There's only 500 of them, so if you have someone in mind, Make sure to get their nomination out there. But also, one person will open their box and discover a crystal cheese wedge. And the person who wins the crystal cheese wedge gets an all-expenses paid trip to Wisconsin for themselves and three friends. And when they come here, hopefully they'll come during the summer, but they'll be able to see how we do cheese so well here in Wisconsin, have an opportunity to meet some cheesemakers, and, of course taste some of our amazing cheeses. So this is a really great opportunity to make cheese your love language and nominate someone to receive one of the 500 boxes from the dairy farmers of Wisconsin.
1: And how would they go about doing that again?
4: Yes. Go online at wisconsincheese.com slash love language. There's so many opportunities when it comes to Wisconsin cheese, but this is a great opportunity to share the love of our cheese with people in your life and maybe around the country. Even again, the website is wisconsincheese.com slash
1: language, And our deadline for getting that cheese order in is coming up.
4: Yes. Get your nominations in before January 27th, which is this Thursday. So go online. Again, I'll say it one more time, wisconsincheese.com slash language. It's a pretty easy to fill out. It's just a form, answer a couple of easy questions, and hopefully you will be one of the winners of one of the
1: heart-shaped boxes of cheese. I think I'm going to go out and adventure and get that job done.
4: I think that's a great <laughs> idea. I think anyone can can register, and again, like I said, it's free.
1: Who wouldn't want to register? Right. So you've got something else that's coming up. There's a deadline for mm-hmm. entry. Yes,
4: yeah, so right now I am also recruiting for the 75th Alice in Dairyland. Applications are available and due February 4th, and that is next Friday. So if you know someone who you think would be a great Alice in Dairyland or you yourself are interested in the position you can learn more about what the steps are to become the 75th Alice of Dairyland at my website com, or go on to social media like Facebook and search for Alice in Dairyland you'll be able to see all my posts about what the application entails and and see if you would maybe love to be Alice in Dairyland It's really been an opportunity of a lifetime, and I encourage all those who are interested or maybe have thought about the Alice in Dairyland position to really check it out. Again, 75th Alice in Dairyland applications are due February 4th, and I think that anyone who's passionate about agriculture has a little bit of experience and you need to be at least 21 years old and a female. If you're interested and qualify, I think you should submit an application.
1: And you have a lot of experience being Alice because you were... Well, I don't know if they'd say, I think it would be lucky enough to be Alice in Dairyland for two years because of the way the world was working. But you really have the true experience of being Alice in Dairyland through many different phases.
4: <laughs> yes, I've been Alice for almost a year and a half, almost two years since July of 2020. And it's an amazing experience. It's been hard, but it's also been a lot of fun. And I would truly recommend it for anyone who is passionate about agriculture. Not only do you get to learn a lot through industry tours and meeting farmers, but you also get to have a lot of fun traveling the state, attending events. And I've absolutely loved it. But uh, my time is coming to an end. All good things must come to an end. And we are recruiting for the 75th Alice in Dairyland. And that Alice will be selected May 19th to the 21st at the Monona Terrace in Madison. We are kicking off this historic year in Madison, right in Dane County. So if you're interested in learning more about the Alice in Dairyland position or learning more about how you can attend the Alice in Dairyland finals, again, you can learn more at aliceindairyland.com and search around on there. You'll be able to find all the information you need. And If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. You can learn more again on my website or message me on social media. That's a great way to kind of get a hold of me and ask any questions you might have. Don't forget to get your
1: 75th Allison Dairyland application in by February 4th. Looking for those cheese boxes, promoting that Allison Dairyland contest. Thank you so much for taking the time out to visit with us today. Julia Nunes from Chippewa County, she is our 74th Allison Dairyland. And I'm Jill Welke.
5: We're on YouTube,
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And like you said, farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Our choice-fed beef steers are 130 to 146.5 with mixed at 1 to 129. Choice-fed beef heifers are 129 to 145 with mixed at 117 to 128. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 108 to 127 with the selects at 82 to 107. Our cows are coming in at 44 to 64 with a top of 64.5 to 81.5. Bulls are 51 to 94. Butcher hogs are 35 to 54. Sows are 40 to 47. And our boars are 15 to 19. New crop market lambs are sitting at 245 with our feeder lambs coming in at 250 to $4. And our Futures markets for February our live cattle for February are one thirty-eight, up ninety-five. April one Nine, up one point eight. June one thirty-seven, up one and a half, and that is trending upward. Our feeder cattle futures for January one fifty-seven and three quarters, up a quarter. March one sixty, up one. April 166, up almost one. May 170, up almost one again. And August 179, up one. And that market is trending upward. Our lean hogs for February are sitting at 88, and they are up a half. April 96, and they are down three quarters. May, they're at a dollar, and they are down almost a half. In June, they are at one oh six, a down one. And let's take a look at our Chicago Board of Trade for our March corn. It's at six twenty five, down one. Oats six fifty seven, down a quarter. Soybeans are at fourteen thirty eight, down one. Soybean meal is at four hundred dollars a ton, down a quarter. Wheat is at eight thirteen, down two. And for our dairy products, barrels of cheese are at 166 down and a quarter, down four and a quarter. Our 40 pound blocks are 173, down three. Our grade AA butter really took a hit yesterday. It's at 249, down 21. And our class three milk for January is at 2028 with no change. February, 1951, down 40 cents. March, Down 64 cents to 2017, April 2057, down 41 cents, and May 2062, down 28 cents, and that is trending downward.
0: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: We're going to look at
1: some farm news, and following that, we're going to be going to an interview. That Stephanie did about a new website for rural America. Conservation Bill passes in the State Senate, a bill that expands the Well Compensation Grant Program, invests in producer-led watersheds, and changes the money amounts available for county conservation grants passed in the Wisconsin State Senate. The goals of the bill are to help farmers learn strategies that keep nutrients in the soil, replace contaminated wells, and prevent runoff of pollutants. It passed on a voice vote. Now on to the assembly. U.S. soy protein feeds aquaculture. Mississippi farmers turned to raising catfish in the 90s to supplement their incomes. And it worked. Currently, many farmers are still raising catfish in improved ponds on their farms. And they feed their growing catfish a 28% protein feed, mostly made up of soy protein. Farmers have found that the feed mixture helps the catfish grow quickly without much waste. Including catfish as a farm product has helped some crop farmers keep earning a living through farming by giving the farmer another quality product to sell. Dairy Cow Numbers and milk production are up in Wisconsin. According to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service milk production report, milk production for last year in Wisconsin for, for December was 2.65 billion pounds. Up 2% from last year. The number of milk cows in December was 1.8 million head, 1,000 below last month but 16,000 more than last year. Monthly milk production only went up 10 pounds from last year, but total milk production in December was over 2.65 billion pounds in Wisconsin, up about 50 million pounds from last year. California is the only state with more cows than Wisconsin. Georgia, Illinois, Utah, and Virginia have the fewest number of cows in the nation. With the challenges of living in the rural areas, there's some new resources that Stephanie has tapped to tell us about. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. Stephanie, what did you learn?
6: Yeah, so Jill, the new year brings a new resources specific to rural Wisconsinites. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation's Office of Rural Prosperity has launched Rural... WI.com. Office of Rural Prosperity Director Marcy West says this new website serves as a hub for rural residents for resources. It's got information available on grant dollars, broadband expansion, farm succession planning, to just name a few.
0: Well,
7: we're really excited about the website because we heard from the people through the listening sessions for the the Governor's Blue Ribbon Commission on Rural Prosperity that they wanted a one-stop shop. They wanted a hub to go to um, where they could find resources that would assist rural Wisconsin. So what we've what we've done is pulled together as many of those resources as we can. Um, we have you know so much grant money coming out right now through federal and state programs, and we have a variety of agencies working on a variety of programs that we thought it was important to to do what the. The commissioners heard and told us to do is is to put this all in one place that's easy to find and would hopefully give the, the communities, the businesses, and the, the leaders that the information that they need to assist their own community or work on projects within their community.
6: What is there that's specific to the agriculture community?
7: Well, there's there's a variety, as you know, everything from broadband to housing to workforce impacts our agriculture community. Um, so we've we've paid attention to what Department of Agriculture is doing, what USDA and the Farm Service Agencies are doing, and providing those links so that um, folks can can see where those resources are and who to contact to learn more or to participate in any of the programs coming out, Um, we will be updating it regularly so that we can continue to share some of those success stories. Um, You know, specific to the ag community, we're we're seeing a number of farms that are looking for, you know, how do you transition to the next generation or how do you diversify a farm uh, so that you can sell locally or sell to school food programs. Um, So those are the kind of things that we'll continue to upgrade on on how others have made it work. Um, You know, like we've said, the rural communities are so good at problem solving and and coming up with solutions that this is just one of those places where they can learn from others and and hear the good news that's going on in the rural areas.
6: Yeah, is the point of having those success stories on the website to encourage people to take advantage of the resources listed? It definitely
7: is, yes. We would love for more communities. Um, we know how hard it is for small communities, especially, to have the infrastructure perhaps to apply for grants or, or um, reach out to get the help that they need on the bus- for the businesses or the economic development So we've tried to make it easy for them, um, and we are also there to provide technical assistance if they don't have, uh, you know, like a staff person that can can work on a grant for them or um, that access to an economic development kind of entity that could help them take advantage of some of this great stuff that's going on throughout the state.
6: And this isn't just the state talking to the people, right? You guys are asking organizations, businesses, communities to engage, to to be a part of this website, to be a part of the conversation, if you will. Who should be contributing to the website? What should they be contributing and
7: how? Well, we just like you said, we would love to hear from organizations or individual businesses or communities that um, have figured out what they can do to assist their residents or their own businesses within their communities and share those stories. Um, you know, the, the tribes as well. There's there's a number of things going on where daycare, for example, is, is a stressor for everyone in rural communities. But we have um, tribes and communities working together to provide the resources that Perhaps smaller daycares can meet the need or more frequent um, you know kind of a cooperative style project that can go on. And so it, c- it can be anyone who has um, worked on a project or or knows of a good project that that hit one of those uh, innovative solutions and we can share either through the website or, or through other means to um, to make sure that everybody learns from them. Like we said, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. If communities have already figured some things out, they'll, they'll be able to share that and others can learn from it. Um, and there's easy contact information so that we can continue to share those good stories.
6: And speaking of contact information, I'm on the website, I'm clicking through. It's very simple to use, easy to find resources, for example, or organizations that are contributing to this website. And then also the contact link where you can hear from who was ever viewing. So anyone that wants to get in touch with this page has a clear <laughs> way to, to get in contact with you guys.
7: Exactly, exactly. The, the Contact Us is... Um you know really easy to use and then you know if if it if it's not their tup, cup of tea to, to go to a contact us page there's a phone number there too you can you can call a 800 number and um, ask for the office of rural prosperity and you'll get a a real life person that can connect you to um, to folks that can help
6: you know another thing too is residents can subscribe to the website to get updates
7: correct Yes, we are going to continue to build that um, that list of email, so um, you know we won't inundate your inbox. But we, you will hear from us when there's when there's good news events, um, when there's new programs coming out that we think rural areas could take advantage of, um, and and again, when there's a success story that we don't think has gotten enough attention, um, we think we can put that out and and others can learn from it. So. Uh, like I said, there's just so many good innovative things going on in rural Wisconsin. We want to make sure the good news gets out there as well. Um, you know, especially given that these are stressful times, we know that there's there's still people that are figuring out solutions, and we want to highlight those.
6: I like how you describe the website as rural Wisconsin's front porch—a place where everyone can learn the news, share good ideas, as you said. And it's also a chance to showcase the office of rural prosperity because you guys haven't been around that long.
7: We have not. No, we've we've only been around a little over a year. Um, you know, the Blue Ribbon Commission uh, recommended that rural Wisconsin get the voice, have the voice, uh, central focus, um, elevate some of the attention that rural Wisconsin deserves. And so, yeah, in this in this little over a year, we've. Uh, we've been able to get out, meet people, um, hopefully elevate that conversation like everybody told us they wanted us to, and and then put some things out like this of um, helping those communities and businesses get to the resources they need uh, to, to serve their customers or their residents. So, no shortage.
6: We've got no shortage, Stephanie. <laughs> no, yeah, and, and that's great. It's, your 2022 will be busy, and people can engage with you again at ruralwi.com to find those grant tellers that are available, to find other resources, and to, to track what you guys are up to um, in the name of rural Wisconsin. Last question for you, Marcy. You know, we know that this was an initiative of the Evers administration and the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, but what is the goal of the website how are you guys going to measure this website's success
7: well the success will will be out in the rural areas right if if as we continue to share these success stories I mean r- the issues facing rural Wisconsin are not not necessarily partisan or unique to one governor um, the the success stories and the utilization of the programs um, again the the issues facing rural Wisconsin aren't necessarily unique, but we have an opportunity to make a difference now um, and and have the the folks at the local level use their ingenuity to to get the problem solved. Um, And just, you know, what an incredible opportunity as, you know, people move to rural Wisconsin or look to rural Wisconsin, whether it be for tourism or to start their own small business, or to get into farming, um, the resources are here. So it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure, but our success will be, again, being able to hear from these communities that they, they put it to good use, and uh, we can highlight those stories.
6: Well, I've already put it to good use. I'm a, I've subscribed so that I can keep up to date on what's happening with the Office of Rural Prosperity and uh, the resources that you guys are putting out there to rural Wisconsin. Again, Marcy West is along with us. She's the director of the Office of Rural Prosperity, which is in the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
1: Thank you, Stephanie and Marcy, for that update and all that information. Up next, we'll be hearing from Rocky and Withy and Premier Livestock out of Withy.
0: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And like I said, we have Rocky on the line. He kind of missed out on... And like I said, we have Rocky on the line and he kind of missed out on yesterday because I couldn't give him the cue to come. And But today we've got him all lined up. So Rocky, a little warmer today than yesterday down there, I'm betting.
8: I sure like the uh, 22 uh, versus the... Uh minus 22.
1: Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's like a 50 degree difference in in one day. I don't know. Yep. 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 I'm just going to chalk it up to being in Wisconsin.
8: That's right. We got to deal with it. We don't have a choice. So
1: All right. So how was the markets down at Premier Livestock yesterday, Rocky?
8: Thank you, uh, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Uh, We did sell 275-headed dairy cattle. Uh, good strong market, uh, despite these uh, frigid temperatures we had yesterday morning. Uh, top Supreme Fresh cows brought 1750 to 2150. Uh, many other good cows 1150 to 17 and a quarter. Holstein Spring and Heifers, uh, we sell about 125 of them, uh, mostly from 1500 to 2050. Uh, those lesser quality cows and Spring and Heifers 1100 and down. Next week we got two big dairy cattle auctions. Uh, Wednesday, we get an exceptional quality, a uh, bunch of uh, top-notch parlor freestall fresh cows. Uh, we have some springing heifers uh, coming out of some exceptional, exceptional programs, um, some of the very best that we sell. Uh, we also have a small herd of Ayrshire and Jerseys. Uh, and then Thursday, we do have a one-owner herd dispersal. We're going to have 300 Holstein parlor freestall cows, uh, full her- full dispersal there, full details on our website at Premier Livestock and. Auctions.com. Uh, here's how the uh, week shaping up here uh, on the fed cattle markets. Uh, they were strong this week. High choice and prime Holstein steers 111 to 125, selects one eleven to one twenty five. Selects a dollar to a dollar ten. Choice beef steers and heifers one fifteen to one twenty seven. Market cows sold higher. Uh, the colder weather definitely uh, helping that market along. Most cows from fifty to sixty four. Uh, yesterday we saw some high yielding cows from sixty five all the way up to eighty one. Market bulls higher eighty five all the way up to a dollar five on the high yielding bulls, lower yielding eighty four and down newborn holstein bull calves. Uh, also, in good demand, mostly from eighty five to two hundred and thirty five dollars per head beef calves one thirty five to four o five Holstein heifer calves ten to thirty don 't forget uh, next week on tuesday we 're going to have our big special feeder cattle auction uh, we 're also going to sell bred stock cows uh, excellent demand if you 're looking to sell feeder cattle we 've got lots of people looking for them. Uh, if you got feeder cattle to sell, definitely want to get them into that sale for next Tuesday. Questions? Give us a call at Premier uh, 715-229-2500. Like I said, lots of stuff going on for next week. It's going to be a big week. Uh, check out all the individual uh, consignments on our website, com. Don't forget, coming up machinery auction that's going to be coming right around the corner here march 25th calling those consignments uh larger items you could start bringing them anytime. so that's the way it shaped up jill
1: well thank you rocky i need yeah. to i need to contact you a little later today so i'm gonna to have to roll and find out some phone numbers and i okay. got a, something something we gotta work on so okay
9: just sounds giving great you, look forward to hearing give,
1: from you yep just giving you the heads up okay thank, thank you. you good luck Bye. today yeah, I bet. And up next, I'm going to see if Mike Dandria is ready for us
3: over at TV13. Yes, ma'am. How we doing, Joe?
1: We are doing a whole lot better than
3: yesterday. Oh boy! Well, when we're talking like 50, almost some parts 60 degrees warmer than yesterday, I will take that all day.
1: I'm I'm right with you. And
3: but my I'm radio's
1: fl- working today. So yeah, right. That. I mean,
3: everything's going better than yesterday. <laughs> 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 yep.
1: And so especially with little, the Oh, go ahead.: I had a little freezing drizzle on my windshield when I was coming in this morning.
3: as I like to call frizzle.
1: <laughs> yeah:
3: <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, there's just a couple stray flakes that were falling and will continue to fall just you know here and there, but nothing worth writing home about really. But today kind of looking more like an upside down sort of day, where we'll have the temperatures a little bit warmer to start the day, and they'll start to fall throughout the afternoon. It'll be a little breezy too as this cold front moves through dropping our temperatures to about the mid-teens by the afternoon. Later on tonight, though, we'll likely return to the negatives, and wind chills will be a factor again, back uh, well below zero again with partly cloudy conditions. Now, tomorrow will be a little bit colder, but it will be sunny. Highs in the low double digits, upper single digits for a lot of the, the area, but otherwise winds will be fairly calm, which that's good news. By Friday night, Start to warm it up a little bit for our lows. Still uh, about the zero degree mark, but better than uh, tonight's lows. Otherwise, Saturday is setting up for a fairly average day, mostly cloudy conditions and temperatures in the mid-20s. Now, right now in Eau Claire, 26 degrees. I'm Sky 113, meteorologist Mike Dandrea.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to talk it up to being in Wisconsin.
3: Yeah, with the Eau Claire roller coaster ride. (laughs) But
1: we are one day closer to spring.
3: Always one day closer. Meteorological spring starts March 1st, so keep that on your radar.
1: Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's when the cows will start rolling in with those babies. Oh,
3: you better believe it. All right.
1: You have a great day.
3: You too, Joe. Thank you.
1: Yep. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Shopping for tires? Think Marquardt Motors. Call the service and parts department or visit marquartmotors.com. And We're going to run right over to Morgan and see what she has for our local news.
9: Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start in the courts where a Janesville man who told police he heard voices before he killed his grandmother could spend the rest of his life in a state mental institution. A judge yesterday sentenced 37-year-old Jamie Baggs to a life sentence for killing his 97-year-old grandmother last June. Bags would be eligible for parole after 25 years. He pleaded guilty to the crime. A judge found him to be suffering from mental disease or defect at the time. Well, it's an all-clear in Tomah, but police say there were suspicious objects found near an Amtrak station in Tomah it turned out to be fireworks. The Amtrak station was closed off for several hours earlier this week after possible sticks of dynamite were found nearby. After a further investigation, police determined they were aerial fireworks. The police continued to investigate the case, and that's uh, along with the Monroe County District Attorney. In Marshfield, responders were at a site of a report of a vehicle on fire, and police first arrived and found a truck fully engulfed in flames. The owner, Rory Jennett, had left the vehicle unattended for about 10 minutes while it was warming up, came back outside and found it on fire. He then used another truck to pull the truck away from the house as the siding on the house was starting to melt. Crews were able to put the fire out. Nobody was injured and they're looking at how that started. We take it to the woods where we're going to talk numbers. Wisconsin's wolf hunting policy may no longer include a specific number of wolves. A DNR board member Greg Kazmarinsky said yesterday the state should drop the idea of a population count and to focus instead on whether the wolf population here in Scani should be allowed to grow or shrink. Wisconsin's original hunting policy set a goal of just 350 wolves in our state. The latest wolf estimate says there are over a 1,000 wolves in Wisconsin. Advocates say the 350 wolf number is used to decide how many wolves, hunters, and trappers can take each year. Well, a pair of Republican lawmakers are taking another try at introducing a medical marijuana bill. State Senator Mary Floslowski says it's a bipartisan idea, not just a liberal or conservative issue. You'll see conservative states like Florida and South Dakota and more liberal states like California and New York offering a compassionate option for those that need relief. She and State Representative Pat Snyder say Wisconsinites deserve a natural option for medical treatments when doctors call for it. This bill is nearly the same as their last attempt two years ago. We're getting closer to Friday. If you're working for the weekend, you're not alone, but a familiar name, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, said he supports a reduction in unemployment benefits to address the worker shortage. But the Wisconsin Republican here in an interview with WKBT in La Crosse said he does not support the government helping families pay for childcare.
10: People decide to have families and. And uh, become parents—that's uh, something you know they they need to consider uh, when they make that choice. Uh, I've never really felt it was society's responsibility uh, to take care of other people's children. He made those comments during a
9: tour of Quick Trip headquarters in La Crosse on Tuesday. And speaking of the kiddos, pretty soon they'll be getting the bonnets and baskets ready. And now there's a new flavor of Peeps that the Easter Bunny can bring.
0: The iconic holiday candy has unveiled two new flavors of its marshmallow chicks and bunnies. One is inspired by unicorns called sparkly wild berry. The other is a coffee flavored marshmallow dipped in chocolate and filled with caramel. Other unique flavors in the past include pancakes and syrup sour cherry and Neapolitan I'm Trey Thomas
9: pancakes and syrup have me thinking more breakfast get yourself a big glass of milk here to listen to Jill in the Midwest farm show right and then just after six Alex in the cast of unusuals well the usual cast of unusuals comes in and that's when we kick off the wax morning show feels a little balmy out there even this morning and we're in it together right here well get going on wax 104.5
1: thank you Morgan for that update we're going to look at a little bit more farm news, and then we're going to be jumping into our markets. Early retirements cut into the agricultural work- workforce. One of agriculture's biggest challenges in the years to come is finding enough people to work. COVID has influenced influenced some workers to early into early retirement. From 3.5 to 5 million people left the workforce last year. Baby boomers, one of the biggest generations, are retiring at about a million a year. Generation Z, a much smaller generation, is now entering the workforce. And there are not enough people coming into the workplace to replace retirees. And that's a little look at our farm news. We're going to be going into our markets up next. We'll be hearing from Barron County and Amber first, and then we'll be running into... Some of the other markets.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And up next, we're going to hear from Amber and Baron Equity.
6: cows, the top 20% sold from 65 to 70, topping out at 73.50. 60% sold from 43 to 64, and the bottom 20% sold from 42 and down. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to 125. Light and poor quality calves sold from 40 and down. Our next sheep and Goat sale is February 19th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you, and have a good day.
0: Agriculture, it's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And up next, we're going to hear from Scott Herman from Equity Sparta. And following him, we're going to hear from Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford.
10: Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of cows 55 to 65, 60% of cows sold 40 to 54, and 20% of cows sold 39 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls 70 to 86, canner and utility bulls 70 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with a light test. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers 135 to 140. Select a choice: beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135. Your choice: dairy cross steers and heifers, 115 to 125. Your choice: overnight Holstein steers, 114 to 118 with no test. The choice steers: the choice Holstein steers, a dollar to a dollar eleven, and the standard select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 99 and down. Replacement calves were weaker today with the cold weather. Top Holstein bull calves, 70 to a dollar. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50, and the beef calves, 150 to 250. Just a reminder, next Thursday, February 3rd, will be our next dairy feeder sale with dairy at noon, followed by feeders at 1230. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, January 26th. Have a great day.
1: For that update, we're going to be running to Jerry Fitzgerald, Equity Stratford.
5: Jill, good morning to you.
1: Good morning. A little bit warmer today.
5: Well, a little bit. 18 above today compared to 19 below yesterday. And I know uh, I think Black River Falls, we probably talked about that yesterday. I think they got the prize in the United States yesterday, whatever that. But uh, it was a very cold day yesterday, obviously. Certainly affected the uh, the number of cattle coming to the sale yesterday. So, but uh, today a little better. Uh, high today in the middle twenties are talking.
1: Oh, I'm liking that. I think that's kind of even balmy. Well, I don't know about that. There's a pretty strong wind
5: this morning yet, so I don't know if that's going to persist through the whole day or not. But uh, so hey, we better tell the folks about the sale yesterday. Uh, Jill, good morning again, and thank you. This is how the livestock sold yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. Like I said at the top, uh, uh, the very, very cold, they definitely affected the volume of livestock yesterday, so... Little test on the fed cattle yesterday, but uh, on the cow cow market yesterday, if there's anything to say about nasty cold weather, it does have a, a rather positive effect on the cow market simply because the supply is less, and that was the case yesterday with higher yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's sale selling from 64 to a top of 74 and a half. Uh, most of the cows at yesterday's auctions were selling from 45 to 63. Cows, pointer cows below the $45 money. Bulls also higher yesterday. uh, Better quality bulls selling from 75 to 90. 95. Heavyweight bulls below the $70 money. F market, good demand on the bull calves this week uh, so far. Uh, however, again, with the cold weather, buyers are very, very selective, as we've been mentioning. Uh, good, strong, 95 two hundred pounds bull calves from 75 to 160. Fancy bull calves on Monday, a lot of those from 160 up to 210. Heifer calves, very limited demand this week, $20 and below. As very strong, again, from 150 to 300. And so far this week, we've topped out at 345. On the feeder sale yesterday, most of the feeder cattle on yesterday's auction were Holsteins, and about all weights of those Holsteins yesterday sold from eighty-five to a dollar bean. We are at Thursday, uh, looking for better marketing conditions today, as far as the weather goes, obviously. So we do start this morning, eleven o'clock, with market cattle. Also sell fat cattle today, market bulls, and we'll get to those baby calves probably around twelve thirty today. So keep that in mind for that. Look at next week here at Equity Stratford. uh, Uh, auction will be next tuesday february 1st next dairy cattle sale also next week february 1st our next uh, feeder cattle sale will be next wednesday february 2nd as part of that feeder sale for next week we do have uh, bred beef cows already in the consignment list so more to say about that so jill we'll turn it back to you you have enjoyed this day and uh, not uh, quite uh, tank top weather yet but it's a lot better than yesterday right
1: oh it's a lot better than yesterday I'm yeah, but my,
5: i think uh,
1: my waters are going to be thawed out today, and my cattle are going to be happy.
5: All right. Well, you don't have uh, any calves on the ground yet, do you?
1: No. We'll start here. I think our first one is due February 10th. Then we just well, dabble a it little still bit. still could in. be
5: uh, nasty. A lot of times, these early calvers, you know, you get to, uh, the cattle put on a lot of good weight, and you've got some good quality or heavier feeder cattle by, you know, you can beat the rush on that, you know, so...
1: Well, that's kind of the goal. The, the bulk of the herd will come in in March. Well, that's not so bad,
5: and I guess uh, as long as you've got some decent housing and stuff and you're there some fun uh, things. So well, I know you're busy, so I'll let you go, Jill. You have a nice day.
1: Yep, you too. Thank you, Jerry, from Equity Stratford. After a little bit more chores, we're going to hear from Michelle and Terine Livestock of
0: Thorpe voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: I've got Michelle on the line from Tureen Livestock of Thorpe. A little bit morning, warmer yeah. up there today, huh? Oh my gosh, what a
11: degree difference, huh? I mean, this is like night and day, but I'll take it.
1: Me too. One day closer to spring. Mm-hmm.
11: No kidding! Isn't that crazy to think next week is already Groundhog Day? So that's crazy.
1: I'm I'm embracing the days. <laughs> little by little, right? You bet. So, mm-hmm. what happened up at Turine Livestock yesterday?
11: All right, thank you, Jill. Summing up the sale from Wednesday, January twenty sixth, that Livestock market and the product market. We tapped at 72 and a half of the confinement by Hopeless dairy of Sheldon. 87% of the cows sold from 57 and above. Market cows were 59 to 72, low-yielding cows 50 to 59, thin and weak cows 45 and lower. In the Holstein Steer market, a package of Holstein Steers averaging 2,100 pounds, selling 84 to 100, to $1.08 with no discounts. In the replacement calf market, there was no test on the calves due to the cold weather. Top Monday, two fifteen beef beef cross calves light test 80 to 330 for the week in the hog market for the week butcher hogs were 39 to 59 and a half there was no test on the south 18 boars were 18 and down our next will be tomorrow or monday i'm sorry january 31st we'll start with calves at 5 p.m if you have any questions or you'd like an on-farm visit give us a call at the market at seven one five six six nine seven one two seven, and check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. dot com for all the and livestock your family owned in upright market.
1: Have a great day. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. I'm gonna need to contact hey, you stay you. warm. You <laughs> oh yeah, this is like nice. I can deal with this all day.
11: <laughs> hmm. This is like when you go out and do like some snowshoeing or skiing or any of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, mostly yeah. I just go walk the cows. That's walk my the cows. That's out right. thing. <laughs> there you go. That's
11: enough, right?
1: <laughs> you, bet. you bet. All right. You no have, a All right. have a great
11: day. a You too. Take care.
1: And that was Michelle from Turine Livestock. We're gonna looking at our time frame. We're about seven minutes to six, and we're gonna start running right into our country elevator prices. Golden Plump in Arcadia is five sixty six for corn. Baldwin, Durand, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are all at 564 for their corn. Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood are at 1375 for soybeans. Mondovi's at 1365. Fall Creek is at 1355. Osseo is at 574 for corn, 1365 for soybeans. Stevens Point's at 1359. For soybeans elk mounds 572 and 1370 sparta's 580 and 1363 ellsworth is at 552 and 1355 doomers buck is at 567 and 1362 wheaton chippewa falls location is at 573 for corn and 1369 soybeans Connorsville's at 573 and 1366. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 605. Stanley's at 592. New Richmond's at 586. And we're going to take one last look at our weather today. Today, our high is 27 and our low is negative 11 when it's supposed to be partly cloudy. Tomorrow, a high of 11, a low of negative 2, but still partly cloudy. Saturday, we're going to get up into the 20s. In, our predicted high is 25 with a low of 12, but still partly cloudy. And Sunday, we're in the 20s. And Monday, we might be looking at a little bit of a heat wave, but I'm not going to hold my breath. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Mark Wart Motors. Mark Wart Motors is hiring for a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Mark Wart Motors offers offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call markwortmotors.com. And that's what I have for you for our ag information for today. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.